You Want It Darker by Ms. Chunks. Chapter 57, Rickety Cricket. Summary. Aizawa's past comes up like a grave robber's nightmare. Aizawa had wanted Hitoshi to stop idolizing him, fearing the price of hero worship so close to home. Wanted Hitoshi to know the real him, without filters or bias, seeing Aizawa as he truly is. But not like this. So this informant. Hitoshi jumps at the first chance they get to talk without anyone else to muscle in on the conversation, which is only after they've gone all their separate ways again, each with a lead to chase like a cat after its own tail. That you've got a history with. Maybe Hitoshi suspects already. Lessons learned from last night. Maybe he doesn't yet. Don't. Aizawa doesn't mean to shut Hitoshi down, except that he does. You'll see when you meet him. I should at least know what I'm getting into. It's strange relief to be alone with Hitoshi again. Back to focusing on the case, if a little more nerve-wracking than before. They took plenty of time at UA to discuss things as a group, reaching a consensus on the best way to go ahead, which is the right way to do anything, but still exhausting to field so many competing priorities. It was agreed, however begrudgingly, that Hitoshi and Kiki were a bigger target for the dock together than apart, so it was reasonable that Aizawa and Hitoshi would carry on together, while Kiki stayed at UA for now, along with Hizashi and the principal in anticipation of Sakachi's arrival back from the crime scene, with the cat, and, more importantly, to review the doc's next possible move. In all honesty, having Kiki, Hizashi, and Nezu all together is a more worrying group of intellects, but Aizawa tries not to think about it too much, or he'll sweat through his jumpsuit. Cricket is an idealist of sorts. Aizawa is glad no one, especially Cricket, gets to hear this part, or Aizawa would already be toast. Maybe Aizawa threw himself through a window last night, but he'd do it again rather ha than having but he'd do it again rather than have to call in the favor of all favors. He'd gotten by for years without needing to dig this corpse up from the past. So just his luck that this case is the one where Cricket could provide the leap they need to find Shioko and the dock. He's part of a world not many people come into contact with, which makes him an important inroad into it. Hitoshi, for one, doesn't seem impressed. And the reason he hates you? It's... complicated, Aizawa says. It isn't, though. Just awkward. You'll see later. They're jogging down a network of side streets, vaulting boxes and bins, running up walls to get a jump start on scaling fences standing in the way of the cardboard city Cricket usually hangs out in by day, according to Sakachi's latest info. If Cricks asked for Aizawa specifically, that means Sakachi must have tried talking to him first. So Aizawa can't begrudge the detective too much for lumping this one on Aizawa. 
when the formal option clearly failed. Cricket never was much for institutions. Hitoshi's keeping up. Almost too well he's got the breath to remark. So what? This guy's like your ex or something? It's pitched as preposterous. It's pitched as the preposterous thing it must sound to Hitoshi, now so fixed in his perception of Aizawa as irrevocably partnered with Hizashi. But Hitoshi had obviously considered the possibility, or he wouldn't ask, and the answer is clearly not what he expects. Missing his footing to trip and tumble head over heels when Aizawa replies with a dry, basically. For real? Hitoshi rolls out of his fall and keeps going, because Aizawa's sure as hell not stopping for gossip, most of all when it's about him. Launching himself at another fence designed to keep certain kinds of people out, for all the good it doesn't do, Aizawa allows himself the smallest of sighs and a pause, while Hitoshi catches up and scrambles over the top before him. Aizawa meets Hitoshi's eyes just before the teen swings himself over the other side, offering a warning come condolence, like an apology in advance. You'll see. Aizawa's bad feeling only gets worse. They approach from a narrow side street that opens out into a wide expanse of disused industrial space, where the man they're here to see is sitting on a crate in front of a lean-to made of scrap wood, boxes, and the odd tarp or propagandist banner. Each part is clipped and tethered together with cable ties and a clever eye for detail that holds up the whole dilapidated structure. A bit like Cricket himself. Though the sun is already beating down on the streets, this early in the morning a shadow cast from a nearby billboard keeps them in the shade, which surely helps to endure the summer heat more comfortably. Cricket always had an eye for the best spots to set up camp, just like he's got an eye on Aizawa from the moment he steps into view, but only speaks once they're within cheerful yelling distance. Eraser head, fancy seeing you here. You never call me anymore. You don't have a phone, Crick. Aizawa stone faces, like his life depends on it. But Cricket, not his real name, no surprises, remains as timeless as ever. Same rusty-colored hair and dirty hazel eyes, with same, same network of scars marring one half of his face like a spiderweb that never brushes away, and same coat of filth emanating the wet dog smell Aizawa can detect from several paces away, which, noticing it all, makes him realize how much Hizashi has rubbed off on him. Oh yeah? It's been years, old friend. What brings you on my doorstep? Having second thoughts? <laughs> Not likely. After all, Crix is the one who broke up with him, marking the point at which Aizawa had emerged from his shell of denial and admitted they might have been in something resembling a relationship in the first place. The less said about that, the better. Need info. Aizawa's poker face plays for the ages. The new killer on the streets. The one they call... And who is this? Cricket's good eye locks in on Hitoshi like advanced military technology, and Aizawa already had reservations about bringing Hitoshi along for this part, but sure as shit wasn't going to leave his ward anywhere else. 
So it's mortal embarrassment then. I'm his... Katoshi tries to answer, of course, but Cricket doesn't talk over people so much as hop all over the... as hop all the way over them and land clean on the other side. Your new toy boy eraser? Here comes the embarrassment. Cricket rises from the packing crate he sat on and takes a step, a few steps to circle Hitoshi, examining him with a look and no touching, or Aizawa would have to break something, like Cricket's fingers. Cute, I guess, but I didn't realize you liked them so young. He's my intern and 16, so back off. Aizawa doesn't mean for this to come out full thunder and rolling storm clouds, but even Hitoshi gives Aizawa a quick look that says, Are you alright? Because he's snapping like a junkyard dog. But that's just the way of the junkyard. It's quiet out, no commuter rush for the weekend. And a light breeze keeps the morning fresh from the storm of the night before. Of the other huddled forms of rough sleepers scattered around this vacant lot between disused industrial units, only Cricket is awake. Ooh... Easy, old buddy, old pal. Just having a laugh. Cricket sings songs, and if Aizawa were bitter and immature, he'd bark they weren't friends and hadn't ever been. But is only one of those things. Older. And forces himself to let it go. At least until Cricket says, Does the toy boy have a name? Before Aizawa can do something irrational, Hitoshi delivers a cool... Call me Jack. In a way that begs to be taken seriously and not written off as a child. What a struggle, trying to keep the right balance between growing up fast enough that Hitoshi isn't completely out of his depth in these adult situations and losing his childhood entirely. Aizawa hopes this doesn't tip it irrevocably towards the latter. But then Hitoshi hoists an arched eyebrow up his forehead like it works on a pulley and perhaps even avoiding Aizawa's gaze, adds a suede. But I'll answer to Toy Boy if you'd like. You will not. Aizawa rushes to get out before anyone else gets another word in. But Atoshi finally catches him in a sticky violet gaze that's all smug satisfaction. Somehow, Aizawa missed that this would end up a double team of people who like pushing his buttons. Add Hizashi in, and they'll have a regular gangbang for Aizawa's nerves. Oh, this one's a handful. Cricket riffs with a grin of blackened and missing teeth, and Aizawa can't quite believe the things he used to do with that mouth. Now Hizashi has shown him how other people live. You don't know the half of it, Hitoshi sends right back. And Aizawa almost wants to whip out a water spray and douse the two of them because they do not need to put on this ridiculous show of competing charm. They're here for business, not pleasure or shameless showboating. This is exactly why Hizashi wasn't allowed to come. That, and Cricks would never talk to them in a million years if Hizashi was anywhere near. We're here about the killer, remember? Aizawa interrupts with the grace of a bull stomping around a china shop, crossing his arms to glare at Cricket more effectively. She's been using the local homeless as her foot soldiers, so if I were you, Cricks, I'd shut the hell up and hear what we have to say. 
Ooh, touchy. Cricket trills like a bird, dropping back to sit on the crate from with a semi-toothless grin. Got a cigarette? For old time's sake? Aizawa hadn't wanted to. Hitoshi's giving him eyes and all. But Aizawa does have a dwindling pack in his jumpsuit, after all. If a little damp after being salvaged from getting washed with the rest of Aizawa's stuff yesterday. But Crick certainly won't mind that. Neither does Aizawa. Fine. Dropping to a squat, Aizawa fumbles out the pack and sets a cigarette in his mouth, using the lighter he's tucked inside the box to light it and takes a few savory drags, then hands it over to Cricket. It is a little nostalgic, he supposes, for old time's sake. Many a night Aizawa spent in his early 20s trading cigarettes and even less savory favors with Cricket for leads no other hero would stoop to dredge from the bottom of the barrel. But dregs of cases were still cases, and all Aizawa had wanted to do was work. This was, and still is, his dream. Much obliged. Cricket takes the lit cigarette and draws a long puff. Aizawa doesn't get another out for himself, because some drags on a smoke he gives away still an improvement on, an, on one entirely for himself, though Hitoshi's watching like he's disappointed to be left out. Maybe not, once he gets a look at Cricket's mouth, the black teeth and crusty lips that Aizawa can't believe he used to... never mind. Hitoshi looks like this same thought is occurring to him, too. Furtive glances between Aizawa and Cricket like he's stuck between shocked and disgusted that Aizawa's basically X is a certifiable hobo. Maybe it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it does make some. And while Aizawa does have a permanent home now, that doesn't mean he spends every night in it and still some, sometimes stops where he drops because it's the easiest way to keep working without losing time. It's something Aizawa feels they could use a little more of in this case. Time. Even if it's stolen from all the needless places it's been fritted away with living. I want to know about the group of people who've been squatting in a derelict mansion. Aizawa begins to explain before Hitoshi gets too much time to deep dive into consideration of Aizawa's less-than-glamorous dating history. Users? Cricket suggests, and then with a waggle of his eyebrows, finishes his puff and passes the cigarette back. Aizawa takes it, because rejecting the gesture would destabilize a balance with Cricks that's hard to keep, and pretends he doesn't see Hitoshi's grossed-out frown as Aizawa takes a fresh drag. He's put his mouth on far worse, after all. Yeah, Aizawa confirms, coughing and then turning his head to spit on the ground. Cricket's current setup is pretty nice, all things considered. A wide empty lot where demolition didn't entirely finish the job, but no one has come in since, come in since to build it back up, leaving it to the people who fall through society's cracks to cling like moss to a damp wall. Aizawa wonders how long they've been here, or how long it'll be before they've inevitably moved on. Where Cricket goes, others tend to follow, like Remora on the belly of a shark. The building was the site of a big massacre a while back. Oh, 
You mean the spooky murder house. Cricket supplies, reaching dirty fingers and ragged fingernails to filch Aizawa's cigarette back out of his hand. A brush of roughened skin between them that's familiar yet aged, and stirs something deeper than pure remembrance in Aizawa. Nostalgia, maybe, for days that feel a lot simpler in hindsight. Perhaps Aizawa had exaggerated a little in saying Cricket hates him, but there's plenty of time for that resentment to manifest yet. I did hear something about that, now you mention it. The killer is making the people who were staying there deliberately OD, Aizawa continues. She uses a brainwashing quirk to control them, but it seems like she's created a cult of personality on top of that. Yeesh, you're talking about the Death Note killer, right? Cricket pokes and prods because that's what Cricket does best. If he weren't so committed to living totally off the grid, he'd have been an excellent something for the gray area between heroes and the police, much like Aizawa is. But Cricket, but with Cricket, they just couldn't make it work. I don't live entirely under a rock, you know. Just boxes and makeshift shelters that he pitches with faded anarchist banners, which Aizawa knows actually keep the rain off very nicely, and just enough space underneath for two. That's what they're calling her. Hitoshi butts in for something to do. Fighting for relevance is yet another out of his depth in yet another Hitoshi butts in for something to do, fighting for relevance in yet another out of his depth foray into Aizawa's less glamorous side, if any of his sides could be called glamorous to begin with. She's not alone anymore. There's two of them on the run. That was slightly more than Aizawa had been planning to give away to Cricks up front, but not so much he needs to step in. Hitoshi's coming along as a junior detective, and letting him find his own way can be as valuable as guiding him the way Aizawa would do something himself. Thanks for the tip, kid. But what do you want from me? Cricket sucks and blows clouds of acrid smoke like a troll under a bridge, demanding tokens in exchange for a curse or two. He scratches the edge of one of his scars, which cover the side of his face in strange, erratic slices that must have been cut deliberately, but Aizawa never learned the cause of. Every answer Crick gave to the question would be something different, which was half the fun. They were old, at least. It was never really clear how old Cricket is either, but Aizawa's no wiser to that now than he was a decade ago. A certain timeless quality to his decrepitation. We want to know where they're hiding. Aizawa picks back with a nose for business, and not Cricket's unique Eau de Unwashed, as Hizashi calls it, when Aizawa rolls in without having showered for a couple of weeks. No one's been able to find a trace, so I assume they must be moving around the city or hold up somewhere off the grid. Cricket knows about off the grid. Could even say it was his specialty. And there's one more lead to tap before Aizawa forgets. There was another victim who was homeless too. Died about a week ago. He wasn't part of the other group. 
Oh, yeah. I knew him. Cricket remarks flippantly, and Aizawa thanks Takachi with one thought and curses him with the next for being so right. Cricket was good for a lead after all. Do you know how we came into contact with the killer? Aizawa presses. Could he have been helping to shelter her? Whoa, whoa, not so fast, buddy. Cricket takes his sweet time while he almost finishes the cigarette. We're not so close as I'm giving you freebies anymore. What's in it for me? Oh, I don't know. Other people like you stop being murdered? Hitoshi interjects again, but Aizawa fires him a shut it look before they're two steps back for one step forwards. Eh, I said I knew him, not that I like him. Cricket shrugs, and then with an entirely unnecessary heat directed at Aizawa, continues, You know the deal, pal. Scratch my back, and I'll scratch yours. Hitoshi's looking at Aizawa funny again, but that's why he was dreading this so much. There's getting to know Aizawa, and there's TMI. I don't have anything to offer you. Aizawa keeps as straight a face as he can, keeping the lid firmly shut on any thoughts about how much easier things had been when he and Cricks had an equitable exchange of services that provided a much-needed boost to his early years as a hero. Leads were still hard to find in a competitive landscape for heroes, and an informant with ears and eyes in all the undesirable places Cricket could access was worth his weight in gold. Aizawa also hadn't been very... discerning about the kind of guy he had relations with, mostly taking whatever he was offered if it happened to be convenient at the time. Cricket was, in that sense, a persistent habit, amongst others. Oh... Don't tell me you're still with that overpaid piece of upper-class ass. Cricket accuses with acerbic glee, sucking the last of the cigarette and dropping it on the ground. Reasons why Aizawa sa had said in no uncertain terms that Hizashi would not be coming along on this little interview. You really jumped the shark eraser. Remember when you used to have some integrity? Living on the streets didn't give me integrity, Cricks. Azawa replies bitterly. I just didn't have any... I just didn't have any other option. Aside from Hizashi's sofa, or bed, if he didn't have someone else in it, which he usually did. Yeah, well, now you've got your rich bitch daddy and a sellout desk job to keep you comfortable. Maybe Cricks did hate him after all. At least what Hizawa stands for, compared to how he used to be. Don't call him that. Aizawa tries not to snap, but doesn't quite succeed. Hizashi would find it fucking hilarious, but that's not the point. Fifteen years of paying Aizawa's way for things hasn't convinced him to call Hizashi daddy any way but sarcastically, and neither love nor money will change that. 
He's a teacher at the best school for heroes in the country. Hitoshi swings in with steel toe caps and a scowl that takes Cricket's attack on Aizawa a little too personally. How's that a sellout? Supervisor at the factory farm for child soldiers, babyface. Cricket returns viciously, a smile of crooked teeth that unnerves more than it reassures. Sorry, I don't think it's moral to teach kids how to die for their so-called heroes. Easy, Cricks. Aizawa hazards a caution, which Cricket takes as abominably as expected. That's not what it is. Hitoshi bursts exactly the way Cricks wants him to, cackling with all five or so of his teeth. Oh, don't tell me you're one of them, little lamb. Cricket stays focused on Hitoshi like a missile locking down targets for launch. Let me guess. It's been your dream your whole life. Ever since you were conveniently pumped full of propaganda that told you how amazing it is to be a weapon of the state. Ever since my own father killed a dozen people because he fucking could. Hitoshi comes back red hot, giving away too much too fast for Aizawa to stop him. Someone has to step in and stop the people like that. Oh, the toy boy is fiery, Cricket mocks, because to believe that he cares would be a massive overestimation of his investment in matters of society. I see why you like him, Eraser. He's not in the hero course, for the record. Aizawa ends up oversharing himself, too easily baited to prove Cricket wrong, and that Hitoshi's not like anyone else. Aizawa plays supervisor at the factory farm for heroes to be sure. To be sure that the ones who do graduate, at least under his tutelage, know exactly what they're getting in for and are doing it for the right reasons. Fakers, posers, and wannabes who think being a hero isn't about bitter hard work and endless sacrifice don't make it through the first term with him. And that's a personal guarantee. Better they're knocked out by Aizawa early than make it to graduation and discover they don't have the right to s- right stuff to make it pro. Or worse yet, make it for all the wrong reasons. But Hitoshi's got the right stuff, even if the school doesn't accept it. Yet. Not in the hero course yet, Hitoshi amends bitterly shooting Aizawa fleeting looks that foretold all kinds of trouble before he turns back to the eerily smiling cricket. I don't have to ask, but I'm gonna give you a chance to help us of your own will. Oh, is that a threat? Cricket retaliates. Very heroic of you. Then a shot of a dirty look at Aizawa. You're teaching him so well. Stop it, Jack. You're not helping. Aizawa shoulders his way back in with a you-better-not glare that Hitoshi should know inside, inside out by now. Even if it would be a quick-as-hell way route to all this pedantic shit with Crooked, and if that's not a temptation, maybe as a last resort. This isn't just an ordinary case, Cricks. I really need your help. 
because this is the only way Aizawa can win. Sentiment. Cricket sighs, bouncing one foot in his mismatched boots. Whatever the season, Cricket always wears most of his worldly possessions at once, which in this case, as ever, is not that much. Possessions were signs of luxury and distracted people from the reality of human condition, or so Cricket liked to rave. Azawa wonders what Cricks would make of his broom cupboard's worth of possessions now, if it still makes him a sellout, which Azawa imagines it probably does, at least to Cricket. And I suppose our old arrangement's off the table. Yes. Aizawa can't get it out fast enough. What kind of an example that would set for Hitoshi is horrifying to think about. Shame. You're almost good-looking. Cricket has a salacious edge that cuts like freshly broken glass. Must be that high life treating you so well. I'm just clean, Cricks. Aizawa actually dares to reply, telling himself that, no, he's definitely not flirting to get his way. Not in front of Hitoshi. Much. Well, la-dee-da, he's clean. Cricket riffs in a falsetto cracked like old china. Of course, Aizawa could point out that according to his overpaid, rich, bitch, boyfriend. He's as filthy as he's ever been, but hygiene is a relative curve. And there's other meanings of clean that Cricks knows all too much about. The fella I used to know started acting weird a few days before he showed up dead. I thought he was just back on the bad stuff, but I guess it was more serious. What was he like? Hitoshi questions. Flared tempers settled back down with the promise of juicy case details. Did he have any history of sexual harassment? As one of Shioko's earliest victims, Hitoshi's smart to seek that threat of bad behavior that characterized the early stages of her spree. He liked to show off his you-know-what to people, if that's what you're looking for. Cricket replies only a little lewdly, and he must be, and he must kind of like Hitoshi if he's responding at all. Or Hitoshi's brainwashed him without Aizawa noticing, but that's probably a reach, because Hitoshi's charming enough on his own. Is there somewhere he could have gone with her? Aizawa expands. A place no one would be able to find. Beats me. Cricket declares with passing disinterest. There's all kinds of places to hide in this line of business. Anywhere the killer stayed once might be used again, especially if she wasn't caught before. Aizawa presses. You can do more to help us, Cricks. I know you can. Why? Because I care so much if the Death Note killer is making crappy people kill themselves? Cricket's got expressive hands, just like Hizashi. But on this occasion, what he's expressing is a firm disinterest in the bloodshed of the masses. Cricket does care, 
kind of, but his moral compass works in erratic ways, and usually behind a lot of posturing. Exactly. Aizawa wouldn't have... not exactly fallen, but gotten fond of Cricket if he was totally immoral. Cricket is principled just by his own very specific set of rules. None of them deserve to die like that. Not what the people on the streets think, Cricket counters. I hear stuff, you know. The new killer isn't like that. Hishitoshi takes over the new onslaught. People, innocent people, are going to start dying a lot faster if we don't do something soon. You're awfully informed on the subject. Cricket observes with the cleverness that made him a standout informant to begin with. Close relation, by any chance? Had Crick's guessed already? Aizawa honestly wouldn't put it past him. Tell us something useful about your acquaintance, and I might just let you know. Hitoshi's clever too, and Aizawa couldn't be more glad to have him here after all. Cricket might be difficult and have history with Aizawa that's better left buried, but Cricks can be interested in new things, and Hitoshi is fresh out the shop. Oh, you're offering an exchange of information, Cricket cooed. Guess you taught him something useful after all, Eraser. I'm trying, Aizawa grouses and Hitoshi shoots him a fleeting look that's sweet and tart at the same time. Like he knows Aizawa's trying, even when it's not always successful. And that brings them closer than ever. Aizawa wonders if Hitoshi realizes that Aizawa wants a lot of the same things from Hitoshi that Hitoshi does from him. To be important. To be trusted and close without fear of rejection. Aizawa just covers for his insecurities a lot better. But then, he's had a lot more practice. You first, Hitoshi insists, which is a strong start with Cricket, even if it doesn't work. Stuff that. I ain't saying shit unless you get me going. Cricket's eyeing Hitoshi like a dog watches a stake being dragged around the park on a piece of string. Say, don't I recognize you from somewhere? Jack, if you don't have a phone, I don't know why you'd have a TV. Hitoshi bites back. But then, but then, Eraser had me believe you're an informed kind of person. So I don't know how you stay relevant without technology in the first place. Phones are how the government keeps tabs on you, lamakin. Cricket shoots with that demented grin that means he's enjoying himself. Aizawa doesn't exactly like it, but he can't deny it's working. I like to get my intel the old-fashioned way. Hitoshi looks like he's not sure he wants to know what the old-fashioned way is. Aizawa hopes he doesn't. Or maybe he just resents being called Lambkin. So tell me who I am, Hitoshi challenges, and Aizawa's not so sure where this is going. 
but he's at least going to give Hitoshi the shot. Worst case, they can still brainwash Cricket. Not like Cricket's going to report them to the police anyway. Hell, if Aizawa explains things right, Cricket might agree to it just for the kicks. Cricket didn't lose all those teeth from not knowing how to have a good time with substance abuse. It could be called his specialty. You're a right tinker is what you are, but that must be why Eraser's so soft on you. Typical Cricket to have spent approximately five minutes around Aizawa and Hitoshi to have already figured that one out. Aizawa wishes it weren't so painfully obvious. You're his son, aren't you? For a moment, Aizawa doesn't know what or who Cricket is talking about, and feels like his heart is about to jump out of his chest. But then, it's been a few years since he and Cricks were... Together, he supposes. And Aizawa having a kid back then would have been hard for Cricket to miss. Every guy is someone's son. Hitoshi stays aloof. Not specific enough. Well then, Dr. Murder House. Cricket goes one step further, putting to rest the sudden grip of panic that Cricket meant Aizawa in some shape or form. Hitoshi's already put enough pieces there that the next connections are easy to make. Two people on the run, Hitoshi's closeness, how it's all going to get worse. Aizawa can swear he spots the exact moment the flickering light bulb above Crick's head blasts into full luminescent glory. Oh. Oh, that's good. Cricket hums like a 40-year-old refrigerator. That's very good. And he's the one the press aren't talking about. Police been keeping that one quiet, haven't they? Yes. Aizawa confirms reluctantly, because they might as well now. It's not how he usually deals with Cricket, but the way he usually deals with Cricket is better left alone. They don't want the panic to public. They don't want to panic the public. Right, because if people knew how much danger they were in, it'd upset them. Cricket returns with a barbaric, sinful glee. Wouldn't want that, would we? Wake the precious sleepers from their society-induced coma. It's not the way I'd do it, but you already know that. Aizawa replies gruffly, and this is a little more like their old groove. Walking the path less traveled, taking shots at the institutions that deserve it. The press will make a fucking meal out of a prison break either way. Mass hysteria doesn't help anyone. Especially not when it's someone like Dr. Shinso on the loose. You got that right, old flame. Cricket must say just to keep pushing Aizawa. Perhaps even to see if he can shock Hitoshi. But thankfully, that's a surprise they've gone through already. Aizawa realizes all the more why being open about these things, even if they're awkward, is better in the long run for Hitoshi even if it's awkward as fuck for a while. There's your information, Cricket. Time to pay up. Hitoshi sets to task, 
and his charm can go a number of ways with different audiences. But Cricket is at least 60% exactly like Aizawa. Half the problem with them, honestly. And that means that he must find the bold nerve of Hitoshi's juvenile confidence endearing. Such a determined toy boy. You're gonna have to watch out for this one, Eraser. Cricket says right past Hitoshi to Aizawa, and Hitoshi looks like he doesn't know whether to be flattered or horribly embarrassed. Crix has that effect on people. All right, fellas. Seeing as you asked so nice and all, I suppose I can show you around one of Peep Show Petey's haunts. For old time's sake. Cricket gets to his feet and stretches. Skinny limbs that stick out well past his baggy clothes he'd probably been wearing since he and Aizawa were an item. In fact, Aizawa recognizes the jacket. Even remembers the dumpster it had been pulled out of while diving for essentials that came free from the trash if he didn't mind fishing for them. No wonder Aizawa nags Hitoshi about thinking of other ways to make money than being a hero. Look at his own life before he got a second job to pay the bills. Mostly at his friends' and family's insistence, because they were all so worried about him living like... Well, cricket. But that was almost ten years ago, and Aizawa's grown up a little since then. How's about for new time's sake, seeing as I'm here now? Classic Hitoshi, surely, to want, even need, to make a unique mark on a situation especially when there's history he hasn't been privy to before. To be included and significant in his own right, earned on his own merit, and not just because of who he is or his background. He's doing a great job. Cricket laughs, practically a wild hoot, and shoots a look at Aizawa that's a lot less hateful than Aizawa ever expected to see on Cricket's scarred, marvelously grudge-holding face. Hitoshi must be doing something incredible for Aizawa's image, if even Cricket's long-held bitterness of Aizawa not being who he used to be has been somewhat mollified. Aizawa back then would have never turned up with anyone like Hitoshi in tow, certainly, or been able to be the kind of guardian and role model he is to Hitoshi now. Maybe Sakachi's even smarter than Aizawa gives him credit for, sending them both here together. Because Cricket comes across fond, as if he thinks Hitoshi really is that cute. Which, Aizawa thinks so too, but he feels that way automatically, and doesn't expect everyone else to get it right away. But Cricket is... Cricket, and that makes him in tune to Aizawa's weirdo wavelength without even having to try a lot of the time. So Cricket must just... Get it. Because he croaks an outright friendly, You got that right, toy boy.